Hello and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your presence that encourages us, strengthens us. And Lord, would you be the one to bless the rest of our day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're in a devotional series now talking about God and government, talking about God's government over the nations. And specifically, what we're going to talk about or begin to talk about today is God's government over our lives. Now, you know, just in the past week, in the recent weeks, um, the filing of candidacies have been finished already. And, uh, you know, the nation has once again entered into this political season where people draw marked political lines. And that's some, that sometimes can be very divisive, especially for those people whose only hope is government. But we'd like to tell you that that's not really the hope of the nation per se, right? We understand that. Governments can be a great blessing to their people, but they usually fall short. The true Lasting change that we expect in any nation can only happen when people are governed by God. When people are governed by God and families are governed by God and true and lasting change begins there. That's what we'd like to begin to explore today. You know, we recognize that no one can truly lead themselves or govern themselves unless they are governed by God Himself. So reading from Galatians chapter 5, Galatians 5, we'll begin reading from verse 16. It says here, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Jump to verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh, with its passions and desires. You see, as we've, this particular passage that the Apostle Paul exhorts uh, the Galatians with, tells them that, you know what, there's a way to actually be set free from the usual desires of our flesh, our passions, and truly produce the fruit of the Spirit. And then he tells us three particular things. He tells us to walk by the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit, and to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Let's uh, discover that each as we go along. Back to verse 16. It says here, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Verse 17. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. And then verses 18 to, 20, um, to 21 tell us about uh, the works of the flesh, which are really quite obvious. I like this idea of walking by the Spirit. In, in fact, the picture that I get in my mind is you have to be close to someone to walk by someone, right? Kailangan malapit ka. So imagine that you would, um, lay, let's say, tie a rope around you and then tie a rope around God so that you won't really veer away from God too far such, such that you're able to walk by Him. You're able to walk by the Spirit of God. It's the idea of being riveted towards God, to be tethered to God, to not let go, to always be near, to walk closely with God. And apparently that closeness, that presence, uh, when, when the presence of God is near you, that changes you from within. Now, 
thinking about the idea of self-government, uh, the picture there is that you're able to govern yourself even if there's no external government. So for example, um, you, you have trash. And then uh, you, there's no CCTV, so you just uh, threw it, and then it didn't really hit the trash can. It didn't go inside the trash can, and that's okay. No CCTV, so no one will really know that that trash was yours, but you actually littered. But then if there's a CCTV, you would immediately pick it up and make sure that you put it in there, in its proper place. But what if, even though no one's watching, you would pick it up and then actually put it in the proper place? That's called self-government. Now expand that to, other, to the many other things that we do in life. That results in a person's integrity. Even when no one's watching, you will keep your integrity and you will continue to do the right things. Imagine if all of the nation does that, the people in a nation does that, you would, you know, the result would be a righteous nation, a nation that would be able to experience change. And then Paul would tell us that being to be, you know, because we are subject to our sinful desires, that's not really possible for you to be able to walk righteously in that way unless you walk by the Spirit, unless the Holy Spirit is close to you and you walk closely by the Spirit and you tether yourself to the Spirit. The next picture that he gives is found in verse 18. It says there, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So now Paul gives the idea of being led by the Spirit. Now the picture there is leading an animal to say to his place of pasture, to a place where he can drink or to his place of refuge. So coming from the picture that we gave you a while ago about you being tethered to God, na nakatali ka kay Lord. Now what happens is now in reality, God leads you. So you're not only attaching yourself to God, God actually holds that rope and leads you to your place of pasture, to your place of rest, to your place of peace, to your place of refuge, to a place of safety. Now, I like that because that makes sure that it's almost like I'm deciding to walk by the Spirit and God is also leading me along the way. And God is able to work in my life such that I could not veer away. I would not go far away and do my thing, do my sinful passions and my desires. Continuing in verse 19, Paul would say, Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like this. I warn you. As I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And in our context, if, if people would continue to do those things, it would result all the more in chaos. That's not how we would like to live our lives. That's not how we would like our families to live our lives. That's not how we would like society to live, to live its life in general. And then Paul would go on to say, verse 22, he would say, But the fruit of the Spirit... And this brings us to our final point. We walk by the Spirit. We are led by the Spirit. The result is now we bear the fruit of the Spirit. Paul says the fruit of the Spirit, and it's a collective type of fruit. It's, you know, when the Holy Spirit is by you, you walk by the Spirit, you're led by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit produces all of these virtues inside of you. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, Self-control, self-control. That's self-government right there. In order for nations to change, you know, we dream of the day that God's government will be all across the nations. Now, God is ruling and reigning and is in charge of history. But we also understand that nations do not govern themselves well. 
And the only way for nations to truly change is when people are, are able to govern themselves and their families in righteousness. And the only way for us to be able to govern ourselves is if we are governed by God and the Spirit is bearing fruit in our lives. And one of those fruit, one of, one of the, those virtues is self-control. Self-control. In those moments that you're tempted to sin, in order for you to be able to walk in self-control, you'll have to just surrender, you'll have to surrender yourself to God once again in that moment. Take a pause, surrender yourself to God, humble yourself before God because God gives grace to the humble. And then in that moment, God work, does a work in your life that enables you to say no to sin. God gives us the grace to say no to sin and to ungodliness and to our worldly passions. God does a work in your heart in that moment as you surrender yourself to the governance of God over your life. Walk by the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit, not by the law, and bear the fruit of the Spirit. Now, how is this ever possible? I mean, can this really happen? Is it really possible to be governed by God consistently and walk by God's Spirit consistently? We find the answer in, in the continuation of verse 23. It says there, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. As Paul talks about the fruit of the Spirit, he says in the end that those who have already, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. This is actually a repeat of what Paul also says earlier in the, in the, in the letter to the Galatians, in Galatians 2.20, that those, uh, those who have put their faith in Christ, those who are in Christ, they have been crucified. He says, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So that, that's in the past tense. It means I'm already dead. My flesh and my, my worldly passions have already died because of Christ. In that moment that I surrendered myself to Christ, I have died to my flesh. And, I, and you know, I'm, I'm sure you can't tempt a dead man. You can't incite fear in a dead man. You can't put anxiety in a dead man. There's just nothing you could do with that, with that dead body anymore. And if our flesh have died in Christ, we have been crucified, then you can no longer tempt that. You no longer need to walk in that, in, in, in that place of passion, of, of lust, of desire, of evil. In fact, you've already been set free. When Paul says, be led by the Spirit, you're no longer under the law. What he, also, what he actually talks about is not that you're now free to disobey the law, but you're no longer under the condemnation of the law. You no longer feel inadequate because, of the, because you, you always fall short of the law. You no longer need to walk in the guilt and the condemnation of the law. Rather, you are free to obey the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit and bear fruit. Bear the fruit of the Spirit. So all of that to say, self-government is possible as we walk by the Spirit and bear the fruit of the Spirit. I pray that this would become true in your life. Because as God now governs you, you're able to live righteously. And then you're able to lead your family to also live righteously. And then the fruit in the way you work is also righteousness. You're able to do your job righteously. You're able to lead your business righteously. And if, if, if there are so many of us, families like that, all across the Philippines, then truly someday we will see lasting change and transformation in our nation. So today we exhort you and we challenge you, walk by the Spirit 
be led by the Spirit, and bear the fruit of the Spirit of God, for that results in true self-government. Let's pray together. Lord, enable us today, as we surrender to you, to be governed by you alone. And Lord, thank you for creating that change and that deep transformation in our lives, such that it would now bear fruit in us being able to live righteously, us being able to lead our families righteously, and as a society, that we will reflect your righteousness in our lives. Lord, this we pray for the transformation of our own nation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's worship God together again. We will follow you with everything that we have. We will follow you. Oh, there is no turning back. We will follow you with all our lives we will sing. We will follow you. We will follow you with everything that we have. We will follow you. Oh, there is no turning back. We will follow you with all our lives we will sing. We will follow you. May God bless your day. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May He cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May He turn His eyes towards you and grant you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord bless us, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages every weekday morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.